welcome to the Let's Talk About podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Johnson, and let's get into this episode. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About podcast. I'm here with episode nine. Um, I'm super excited, as always. Um, and so today I'm going to be talking about the fast fashion industry and why it's making our future look not so good. Um, and this is one that I've been wanting to create for the longest time, um, ever since I actually started the podcast because I was in a fashion course over the summer and I just thought it was so interesting what I learned. Um, so I'm here to share with you all the details about fast fashion um, and the future of fast fashion and what it could possibly do to the environment um, and also just share some of my opinions about fashion in general and the way and where it's heading. Um, So yeah, I can give you a little life update. I mean the highs and lows. Um, So it's Friday, yet again, I'm filming a podcast episode, or not filming, recording a podcast episode, and um, yeah, so my high is that it's Friday, of course, why, you know, I'm happy that it's Friday, um, um, I also, well, today at school, I dressed up as Arthur, if you know the cartoon character, um, yeah, it's not my Halloween costume. My Halloween costume is a fairy, but it was a last minute idea that my friends and I put together. And so I came to school as Arthur, but people didn't see that. Um, people, I asked my friends, what do you think I am? And they said a minion. Um, yeah. And I was slightly disappointed, but I could understand why they would say that. Um, because I didn't have Arthur's ears um, like the, you know, the ear, I didn't have, like, a headband with ears on it, so, um, I didn't look like Arthur, I mean, I have the yellow shirt and the blue jeans, I don't have red converses, so that's not really an option, um, but yeah, I tried my best, I put on my glasses, um, I have glasses, but, like, I don't really need them, they're, like, the tiniest prescription ever I can see, um, but, My friend said that made me look a little bit more like Arthur than I was before. Um, anyways, so that was fun. Um, I had a Spanish quiz today. Yeah, I had a Spanish quiz today. Um, I think it went well. Um, I don't know what else is a... I don't know if I have any more highs. I'm just glad that it's Friday because I'm super tired and I can't wait to get some rest today. Um, and I'm sorry that in my last, um, episode, I sounded so, like, boring, and that I never intend to sound boring, because obviously people wouldn't want to listen to my voice if I was just, like, the same tone the whole time. Um, but I was super tired that day, but I was like, you know what, let me get out some content, because I have not posted in a while, and I just felt like you guys needed something, so... I pushed through, but I sounded really tired, so I want to apologize if I sounded, like, super boring to you, because I never want to come off that way. Um, moving on to the lows, um, I don't think I really have any lows at the moment. My life's pretty fine right now. (laughs) Um, yeah. 
Oh, well, the low is that it's super windy outside, and I don't know if you can hear that um, in the background. I hope you can't, but it's super windy outside and cold. And, you know, it always seems like the weather does not want to coordinate with me, meaning, like, on the days I, I would go to school and I would dress up because, you know, it's fall now. And I was like, okay, let me put start putting on my fall attire. Um, I go to school and it's like 70, 80 degrees outside and I'm burning in a sweater. Um, so I'm like, okay, the next time I, I expect the weather to be like that again. But no, I put on a thin long sleeve t-shirt and walk out the house and I'm freezing. And I'm like, can you stop? Like I, the weather, it just keeps messing with me. But yeah, that's the only thing. Um, so I think we can just, um, hop right into the episode, um, and if you haven't, you can go, I mean, if you haven't already, you can go watch the, I'm not watch, listen to the other ones. Um, the the last one I just posted was about my favorite musical artist at the moment, so if you are interested in, like, hearing about that, you can go check that out, and I think the one before that was, um, 50 plus YouTubers that I'm really into right now, so if you're also interested in that, you can go listen to it, but enough about everything else, let's get back on topic, so we're going to be talking about the fast fashion industry, um, and so basically fast fashion is fast in multiple ways so the different components of it are that the changes in fashion are fast the rate of the production of the clothing is fast um the customer's decision to purchase is also fast delivery is fast and also the garments being worn is also fast meaning like a usually only um, consumers only wear the clothing a few times before they they just throw it away. Um, so basically, all those different parts all play a role in fast fashion and make up that what fast fashion is. And now that there has been a rise of fast fashion, there have been even more devastating consequences because of it. Um, and some of those things are the reliance on plastic fabrics and the carbon footprint um to expanding to the erosion of workers rights which i'm all i'm gonna get into throughout this episode but first um like i'm gonna talk in different sections about this whole topic regarding fast fashion but i'm gonna first start off with the fast changing trends so fast fashion relies on consume on consumers buying more and more clothes like they absolutely this is essential to the fast fashion industry so basically what brands do is that they persuade their consumers by offering really cheap garments like extremely cheap um an example that i just found recently i mean i did a little bit of my own research regarding this whole episode but i looked up some fast fashion websites and one of them was shein which is a, a very very popular fast fashion um clothing site and they were selling a skirt for four dollars um usually a good quality skirt a good quality i'm emphasizing the word good quality a good quality skirt would range from you know maybe 10 to 15 dollars at an affordable price point so four dollars is extremely cheap for a skirt 
um i would say maybe at least above five dollars i would say is something that would i mean convince me that it might be a little bit more good quality but four dollars is extremely cheap for a skirt um and also on the same page as we're talking about shein um, Shein also adds more than 500 new items on their website every day. So every time that you look on their website, they're always going to have something new. And this plays a part into what fast fashion is. Um, so fashion brands over the years have used new styles and lower prices to attract customers. But usually in, you know, not regarding the fast fashion industry, this is talking about previous to it, they... Um, these fashion brands would take months or even years in advance to plan these new items and collections and trends. Um, so the pace of change was rather slow in terms I like when I say change, I mean, um, like change in trends. Um, it was rather slow. And also in these collections and new trends and new um, items that they were these fashion brands were selling. There were also less products that they were selling. They weren't making 500 items um, for their new collection. They were making smaller amounts of items, or garments, rather. Um, in comparison, fast fashion is focused on responding to the ever-changing consumer tastes as quickly, as rapidly as possible. So an example of this was when, um, I think a few years back, BBC had a fashion show which featured the fast fashion UK-based company called In The Style. And basically what they did was they reproduced a bodysuit that was worn by Kylie Jenner. Um, Kylie Jenner is a extremely... Um, famous celebrity if you don't know her um and she has massive influence on a lot of people um but anyways in the the com the fast fashion company in the style um managed to have the piece designed like imitated replicated rather um to have it designed manufactured and on sale within 10 days of the piece first being worn by Kylie Jenner publicly. So you can see how fast the fast fashion industry can work. That's just one example. It took them 10 days to have that whole process done when usually um, older in, in, not, in, not in old times, but in previous years, um, fashion brands would usually take months to create items and to have um to have the designs done to have it manufactured and to put it on sale um so just the comparison of the two times is very very um important to see very significant to see um another thing is that the rise of fast fashion is can also be a, equated to social media and celebrity slash influencer culture and influence <laughs> that's literally what an influencer does so let's say for example a celebrity posts a new outfit this is basically the example i was talking about people are gonna want that outfit just because you know celebrities do have that influence on people they have fans they have supporters they have all these different things or even influencers people who call themselves influencers influence other people to do certain things because that's literally in their job description their job title um so 
now that these fast fashion industries and companies are seeing that people want this item, they want to make money, so these fast fashion brands make it extremely fast. And the one thing that they do is target the young audience. And the young audience, I would say, can be very easily influenced, um, especially teens and young adults. Um, why do I say adults? I, say, I usually say adults. I don't know what is wrong with me today. But they usually, um, these fast fashion companies usually target young audiences because they can be easily, I mean, you know, influenced and, you know, their minds are still like trying to find, figure themselves out, whatever. So that's one thing. Um, yeah, celebrities and influencers have a very big part in this fas fashion industry and influence. I'm going to keep saying the word influence because it's such a significant word. Um, another thing is that people don't tend to rewear things. So again, going back to celebrities, people see that celebrities wear something once. Usually they have designers or stylists pay them to wear certain products. They get paid to do these things. They And you never really see them repeat outfits. Um, especially if they post pictures on Instagram or other social media outlets or, you know, they walk on the red carpet or they do this or, they, or they're, you know, they go out to dinner and, you know, the paparazzi has pictures of them or whatever it may be. You never really see celebrities or influencers rewear the same outfits unless it's like a, I don't know, I don't know, you know, you really rarely ever see that. Um, and again, with this influence, with this kind of power that this influence holds people well regular you know not celebrity people want that same lifestyle they want to have the same accessibility to clothes they want to be able to wear so many different outfits have an abundance of clothes um, not repeat um, outfits and actually a funny story is that when I was in sixth grade uh, this girl, she's like, I never repeat an outfit in one year. Like, I always wear different clothes. I mean, different, like, a different top and different pants. And I was like, wow, you must have a lot of clothes. Because, I mean, for me, I'm not the wealthiest person out there. I'm not, I'm not poor either. But, um, I don't have, like, <laughs> that many clothes that I can't repeat an outfit. And honestly, I don't really care about not repeating outfits. Clothes are clothes, and I'm... I'm grateful for what I have to begin with, so, yeah, um, anyways, but going back to it, um, people want that same lifestyle of not, you know, having a, an abundance of clothes, having, like, just a large amount of clothes and being able to wear different things all the time, so, what people do, um, is, and I want to say a lot of females do this as well, because I feel like that's where the fashion, you know, not I, there are there is male fashion but mainly what i'm talking about is the female side of it um or the, mo the more feminine side to it so what um people end up doing is buying that item of clothing from these fast fashion um clothing sites and in a large part of it is they buy these things and then they take pictures with the item uh, whether that be of them going out to dinner or with friends or traveling um, or just going to a specific outing but then they tend to never wear it again and in a sense it's all about that one Instagram picture 
because um, these celebrities and influencers have that influence on them. You know, the pictures, taking pictures. You need a new outfit for every picture. And not, I'm not saying that everyone has this mindset, but there are some particular people who do have this mindset. They don't want to be caught seeing the same thing twice. Um, and that is something that, you know, is going around. People always want the next new thing. They want to have new outfits. They want to have new this and that. Um, but I'm not trying to generalize and say pe all people do that because I know not all people do that. I don't do that. Um, my friends don't do that. But there are some people who do think this way and it can become a sort of toxic way of thinking in some sense of, you know, some sense of it. Um, but yeah. Um, and also fast fashion brands are not only reacting to consumer demand, which, you know, means people buying the stuff or wanting the stuff so that they make it, but they are also creating the demand. Um, um, cause the essential point of these fast fashion brands is to operate on the basis of constantly producing new items, new lines, new collections of clothes, clothing to meet the, you know, con consistently, I mean, continuously changing consumer demand for all things new, kind of like what I just said. They always, people always want the new next thing, the new best thing. Um, and it's almost in a way like instant gratification because you get that thing and instantaneous, I mean, instantly you're just happy and then you want the next thing and you want the next thing and you want the next thing. And it's just a cycle of that wanting that next new thing. They, people just want new things. Um, um, and now speaking in terms of trends, um, you know, there, even in this past year, there has been so, there has been so many trends in 2021 there's been the Y2K, there's been the more streetwear side, there's been cottagecore, there's been the academia one, there's been the coconut girl trend. The coconut girl trend was, a, in my opinion, one of the shortest lived trends I have ever seen because it happened over the course of this summer, starting in maybe June, ending in early or mid-July, I'm not July, August. Um, and basically what it was was a lot of crochet um crochet dresses and tops and and trust me i have fed into this trend like i participated in this trend so i am not just generalizing this and making it other about other people but basically what the trend was was those crocheted items of clothing the wedge flip-flops the um the bikini, the triangle bikini tops with the flower designs, or even the dresses with the flower designs, um, you know, a lot of other things, um, that was one of, that, that, those, were, oh my god, those were some of the aspects of the coconut girl trend, but it only lasted for, like, just a few months in the summer, and now I don't, well, I mean, obviously the seasons change, but, you know, that's not going to be the next thing for the next summer. It was just people, it was like this craze over everything crocheted and, you know, the same types of dresses and bikinis and shoes and all of that stuff. And even um, there was this green dress um, made by this company called House of Sunny. And it runs for about $128 or something. And I'm not saying this is fast fashion, but... It was super trendy for like one to two months and then 
like I you know never saw anyone wear it again um I know that Kendall Jenner wore it who also has a big influence on people but I've even heard people say like it wasn't a good purchase like you know it wasn't really their style they were just buying into the trend and I can personally attest to this I wanted to get that dress because I was so heavily influenced by people um by people promoting this product I was seeing it everywhere everywhere I looked I was seeing these things and the more you see it the more you're going to want to have that because you want to um it's kind of human nature to kind of fit in and I'm not I'm again I'm not trying to sound like I'm generalizing anything but in in a sense it is kind of human nature to want to fit in to want to like you know have things that other people have um and I looked on Amazon, I looked for the dress at like a dupe because I wasn't spending $128 on a dress because um, that's just not a good purchase to me. Like I wouldn't spend that much money on one singular dress and I'm glad I didn't because obviously it's not popular anymore. So yeah, I was searching for the dupe um, because I w- like, again, I was just so heavily influenced and like I'm telling you from my own personal experience like I am I have fallen victim to these trends and the thing about these trends are that they are constantly changing and changing faster than ever um and people follow these trends and buy so many clothes to constantly keep up with them so again this is another personal story I well not personal but you know a personal experience I bought some like grunge slash streetwear stuff that was huge back when I was in eighth grade. It was like the big, I mean, it wasn't like bad clothing, but it was a certain style. It was like very, very, very streetwear like and very grungy. Um, and I, and it was trendy at the time. And I could say that with confidence, I bought this back in eighth grade. I'm in 11th grade now, but I could say with confidence that I only bought it because it was trending. Um, but now that I look back at it, I never really wore the stuff because one, it wasn't my style. I had to find my style and that definitely wasn't it. And I think I was still in the process of discovering myself and and discovering what my style was. And it didn't really help that all these trends were coming in my face and kind of they were just marketing it to me like advertisements for Shein would just pop up on every website I went to and you were just constantly seeing it. Um, and also, number two, it was already out of style in the next few months. That that trend went out of style and it wasn't cool anymore. So I can I can literally say I've never worn like these pants, like these camouflage cargo baggy pants with a chain on the side of it. Like I've never worn those. And I don't think I ever will because I personally don't even like that anymore. Um, as I've grown, I've noticed what is more my style. And again, going back to that, I think I have to learn how to, I still have to learn how to find my own style because I have to be, I too have become influenced by trends. So if you are also someone who has been influenced by trends, don't think that you are alone on that boat. No, that's not the right term. Alone on that end. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You're not alone. That's what I'm trying to say. Because I do like the different trends that come and go. And, you know, I like trendy stuff. But at the same time, I just have to be more reasonable with myself and just know, like, practice not being so influenced by changing trends. Like, maybe telling myself, oh, you don't have to get that. You know, 
do you really like that or do you want it because it's trendy just asking myself questions like that next time i go shopping or whatever um so the next subtopic is fast production so fast fashion relies entirely on fast production that's literally what it is um so like i just talked about trends and how they're faster changing trends which means that producers are under more pressure to manufacture clothes more and more rapidly. So these fast fashion factories where the the clothes are made are expected to produce new lines with only a couple of months notice or yeah, just a couple of months notice or not even like I just said with the, with the bodysuit that Kylie Jenner wore, it took 10 days, but with new lines, I would expect, you know, just a little bit more time because that was one singular item but with new lines it takes only a couple of months notice when in previous you know years with other fast i mean with other fashion brands it would take them a lot longer to come up with these designs and you know production and all that stuff that are already covered so um when they produce these lines with only a couple months notice that means that their their workload is and also the amount of employment they can offer to workers is unpredictable and insecure because they it's moving so so fast and it's just very unpredictable so a lot of these brands also source their clothes or materials or textiles from less economically developed countries such as bangladesh or vietnam um and also china is a big producer of these cheaper um synthetically made textiles as well and these cheaper clothes um and the exploitation of workers in the fast fashion supply chains is partly the result of the brands pressuring suppliers to produce clothes super cheap and super quick and i'm going to talk more about the exploit the exploitation of workers below um but yeah basically fast production that's key thing and it's also a bad thing (laughs) so the next subtopic is fast sale and delivery. So the lo- the low cost of fast fashion items encourages fast sale. So more and more people are buying um, more and more clothes compared to what we have done in the past. And this addiction has grown and more people are searching for cheap clothes, especially being in the COVID you know, pandemic. We have a pandemic going around. Um, and you know people were resorting to cheaper um cheaper versions cheaper substitutes for certain things um and you know i think i read somewhere that the search for cheap clothes like literally in you know those two words cheap clothes was very it spiked very high during you know the first few months of covid um which is understandable because you know people might have been out of work you know couldn't afford more expensive clothing items whatever the the reason may be um and even if you are out of pocket there are so many long-term paying apps like Klarna and I don't know Afterpay and so many of these new services that they just came out with as of recently um these easy credit services um, and post-purchase payment options that allow you to pay for your garment like over the course of two weeks to a month. Um, 
so it makes it even easier for people to access this so it's fast sale because they can just pay the price over the course of a month um you know and most companies also offer really cheap deals for quicker delivery so everything about this is super quick super rapid super fast um the next subtopic is fast use, which is something that I'm going to spend a lot of time on now and also a little bit later um, because there's like two parts to it. Um, so number, in, well, part of it is that the estimated, it's estimated that an average item of clothing is worn about 14 times. And in 2019, The Guardian reported that um, one in three young women considered an item that was worn just once or twice to be old out of style not good anymore not fashionable and i want to mention young young women considered that item or what the item that they bought to once they bought it and wore it once or twice they considered it to be old so much modern clothing oh, bro i cannot talk to um i mean this estimation of the average item being worn 14 times no, that's that's a pretty good amount of times, but you know, I would say, yeah. But now the modern clothing, the fast fashion clothing, is not built. It's not made to last. It's not quality. It's not of quality production. Um, being that it is produced so quickly, um, so yes, due to super fast production, designs are generally not well, you know, tested before the sale. And also, there are cheap synthetic fabrics that are used in order to keep the cost low because those are cheaper materials. They don't have to buy higher quality materials. And this means they can sell the items for even less and more of it. So um, because these this modern clothing is not made to last, much of it is going to end up in the landfill after only being worn a handful of times. This leads us in to the environmental problems with fast fashion. So, the creation of these clothes requires millions of gallons of water. So much water. About the same amount of water that could, re that could potentially be the, um, the amount of the consumption needs of 5 million people. And is also responsible for around 20% of in industrial water pollution um, as a result of textile treatment and dyeing. Um, a lot of these companies just dump the dyes and excess treatment chemicals and substances into bodies of water which just pollutes the bodies of water and oftentimes it makes people who live around those bodies of water and this is mainly in developing countries or countries that aren't on the more western side um they just dump these this excess waste into the water and it does make people sick in those surrounding areas who maybe use that source of water that body of water for drinking needs or for bathing it just or even for growing food and crops um it makes these people sick because the, the water is contaminated um and there are also numerous problems with the materials and processes used like for example the cotton production uses six percent of the world's pesticides and 16 percent of insecticides which are not good for the soil the earth it's not it's just not good pesticides and incesticides are not good products to use i mean yes they do keep away bugs 
but at the same time they can also be pretty toxic <laughs> um uh the, also the the fast fashion industry also has a, a heavy carbon footprint which is responsible for up to 10 percent of total global carbon emissions um and it's estimated to increase by 50 percent um um by 2030. um and all these problems affect the clothing you know department more broadly but um what there's one major major thing that um is really significant when it comes to fast fashion and that's plastic um so basically i'm going to go into that right now so a lot of these clothes are made of synthetic fibers such as polyester nylon elastane acrylic all these different synthetic fake artificial um fibers they're not natural um which are made from heavily processed petrochemicals which are also known as fossil fuels so the reason why they use these materials is because they are cheap to produce so for example polyester um costs half as much per kilo or kilogram as cotton and therefore it allows brands to keep their prices low um but it also comes with you know damaging the environment um <laughs> so that's not very good um and polyester is one of the most well like widely known or widely used it's used in a lot of things if you look at the back of your shirt or the back of your pants they it may contain polyester because it's one of the most widely used synthetic fibers and um it's um it's generally produced from polyethylene terephthalate and I'm pretty sure I said that wrong, but it's better known as PET, PET, um, which is a type of plastic that is derived from crude oil and natural gas, not glass, natural gas. Um, it's also um, PET or PET is also used to make items such as plastic bottles. So I, now getting into what this has to do with fast fashion well, I mean, it everything that I said had to do with fast fashion. But most of these fast fashion brands that are trying to say that they are sustainable, that they are good for the earth, um, that they are ethical, they use those words to promote their brand, to make them appeal to people who care about the earth. I feel like everyone should care about the earth, so I think everyone does, basically. Um but when you see these things, um, H when you see H&M or Zara or whatever, what, like they have this advertising like saying they're like saying they are sustainable, ethical. It makes you want to buy it because you're like, oh, I'm doing something good for the earth. I'm buying from these brands. Um, but the thing is, they kind of just stamp the title or um, as a part of like stamp that. Th those words as a part of their branding and also many brands advertise that they use recycled plastics for their clothes but the actual level of recycled content is extremely low so they stamp these like titles um or these words these images onto their brand to make it seem better but if you actually look at how much they're doing and what what's really going on behind the scenes it's not really as much as they make it seem um, and so I did use sources to come up with this episode. So the source said, well, did an, an, 
The source that I got my information from did an analysis of Sheehan's website, um, and it it found that its recycled content was even was very extremely low. It was only at zero point five percent, despite despite the brand claiming, quote. When selecting materials, we do our best to source recycled fabrics such as recycled polyester. But as you can see from what I just said, it was at 0.5%, which is very low. So they can just put that there. If they do the tiniest whatever, 0.5%, they can still say that they use recycled um, polyester, which they did, but it doesn't even make a difference because it's 0.5%. And although these brands or, you know, they're trying to be more environmentally friendly, um, recycling plastics is a great thing. It has benefits, um, you know, you using, um, you don't have to create as much polyester if you can reuse, um, recycled bottles, which have PET in it, um, to make clothes. You're just, you know, helping the earth in that way but um the only bad side to recycling plastics is that there's a problem with microfibers which is the tiny bits of fabric that are released when clothes are worn washed or disposed of and then they find their ways into our our bodies food our natural world everywhere and according to the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, clothes release half a million tons of microfibers into the ocean every year, which is equivalent to more than 50 billion plastic bottles, which is a lot of plastic bottles. 50 billion is a lot. Um, and these fibers have been found everywhere, basically. Um, they've been found at Mount Everest. Like, how does that even happen? Um, to the placentas of unborn babies. And we don't know the long-term effects of what these microfibers and microplastics are doing to us and the earth, but I can probably assume that it's not good because we shouldn't have pieces of little tiny minuscule pieces of plastics in our water and our food and our bodies. Um, and everyone has them in our bodies right now. It's in the food that you consume. It's e literally everywhere. So we don't know what the long-term effect of that is going to be, but I hope that, you know, we find a way around it somehow. So another question, how much does, how much waste does the clothing industry cause? <sighs> I'm so sorry for my, I get so tongue-tied so easily. Um, Many of the clothes that are bought are thrown away after being worn just a handful of times, like we discussed before. So, the industry, the fashion industry, produces an estimated 92 million tons of textile waste annually, which is burnt or it finds its way to um, landfill, and usually less than 1% of used clothing is recycled into new garments. So, you know, that doesn't really do anything. Um... And some of the waste that these fashion, the fashion industry produces is, um, has never even reached the customer. It's clothing lines that have become outdated, that become destroyed instead of sold. And as you, what I, from what I just said, you know, you can infer why that's a problem. 
Um, so why is the fast fashion industry bad for workers? So in order for fast fashion industries to offer clothes at ultra low prices, um, fast fashion brands need their costs to be low because that attracts customers. So one of the main ways that they do this is to drive down the wages of garment workers in the supply chain. So for years, brands have been like, you know, attacked for, um, uh, no, not attacked. They have been trying to find the cheapest way to, you know, uh, manufacture their clothing around the world. And they sought out countries with the lowest labor standards so that garment workers could be easily exploited, meaning underpaid, overworked, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So for the brand Boohoo, which is another fast fashion brand, it's, you know, uh, targeted to a young female audience for the most part. Um, numerous exposés have shown that while the po- like while the people at the top of the company, Boohoo's directors and, you know, all those people, they had tons of money coming in, the people who were actually sewing and putting together the clothing were paid super little um and some were found to have been paid under half the minimum wage so that's literally nothing (laughs) like how how do you expect workers to survive off of this little bit of money they are living in the worst conditions because they can't afford to get better housing food health resources um not resources well yes resources um and work Worker exploitation is an essential part of the fast fashion model. Um, So if an item is very cheap, the chances are that the person who actually made the item was paid extremely little. But this even works with companies who sell their stuff for uh, like a, I don't know, a hundred percent markup from what it actually costs to make. A lot of designer brands do this as well, but I mean, I'm not going to really go into that, but the they, they, um, um, I w- would say they probably spend a little bit more time making the stuff, but they pay their workers not as much, but they mark up the price like a hundred percent. Um, and you know, it's not really worth that in terms of who made it. Um, and you know, I feel like this is really talked about and it's very common that we see this, but child labor, which I think is totally unacceptable, um, especially when it comes to these, like the worker exploitation and sweatshops, you know, like that, uh, none of that is cool. So I basically touched on all the aspects pretty quickly. Um, if you want to dive deeper into that whole thing, the whole fashion, the fast fashion industry, there's so much on it. Um, that you could just look up on your own, but that's kind of just like a brief overview of like all the different sectors of it. So I kind of just wanted to talk more about a personal reflection of it, basically. So I, so with talking about this fast fashion industry, I did share some of my personal experiences, but another thing is like, I will admit that I have bought from fast fashion clothing companies, AKA Shein, um, over the past few years since eighth grade I think I said um and I I don't know how many orders I've made in total but I would say maybe six orders from that website um and that's I think it's the only fast fashion website I've ever ordered from I've never ordered from 
misguided or boohoo or wrongly or those other ones um i've bought from h&m before but in store um i've bought from forever 21 um i've bought something from zara but um on online i'm talking about like shein that's the only one i've ever bought from online um so i will admit that i have bought from these clothing brands and i have fallen into that like fast fashion phase um not phase but you know buying into the trends but um over the course of the summer as i said i think in the beginning when i introduced the podcast um i said i took a course on the future of fashion from the school of the new york times and i was informed on how bad of an impact that these fast fashion brands you know like what i just said h&m princess polly zara forever 21 shein the 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 um, how bad of an impact that they have on the planet and now that I have this information um, I'm making more informed decisions on where I should buy my clothes from but the thing is I will say that it has not been easy on my search for su- more sustainable brands because all the clothes that I see it's there there are very nice clothes that they have but they seem to be way out of my budget and are not suitable for me to purchase and there are not enough options for reasonably reasonably priced clothing when it comes to sustainable um sustainable fashion that is one thing i wanted to say um and like i like i said price is not accessible to everyone working in lower class you have to take into consideration that they can't be spending sixty dollars on a shirt or they can't you know some of these prices don't are not suitable for certain classes um, especially working in lower class or low income populations Um, also teens who may not have jobs and their parents don't you know buy them clothes i'm not buy them clothes but you know have their kids buy themselves their own clothes like that's one of the things that my parents enforce or not enforce but they'd rather have me spend my own money on my clothes so that i can make the decisions and i'm not just spending their money recklessly but not recklessly like you know what i mean like just making my own decisions managing my own money doing things like that so they prefer it when i buy my own clothes and some other teens may experience this too I personally do not have a job, so when I buy stuff, it's with my, the money that I get for my birthday or over the holidays or money that my parents occasionally give me. Um, they give me like some pocket money, um, and while I'm grateful for all the money that I have received over the years, shopping sustainab- sustainably would take a huge chunk of the money that I have, and then I wouldn't have some for the rest of the stuff that I would want to maybe buy for myself. Um, Another thing that's really important is size. So sustainable brands, not all of them have, have um, not all sustainable brands offer sizes for all people. And when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about maybe people who have more curves, who are more on the curvier side. They are not very inclusive of, you know, curvy girls or curvy people in general. Oh, I wanted to mention that a few weeks ago, I saw a TikTok and it was about this thrift shop that was being flooded with people's Shein purchases. So um, this is on one hand bad because it just shows how fast the trends change and how people are 
so quick to get rid of stuff that is not considered trendy so we we're kind of becoming a wasteful society um like it's good that they decided to donate these items to a thrift shop where someone else who maybe could afford the price at the thrift shop could purchase these items but on the other hand the thrift shops being flooded with all these Shein purchases literally the video was just showing every single thing was Shein Shein, like it had a Shein label on it so all these all these people are donating the stuff that is not trendy anymore that they don't want to wear anymore and um like um I'm glad that they're making like it's good and bad it's good that people are deciding to donate their clothes that's a good decision instead of just throwing it in the trash or throwing it away or burning it or whatever donating is always a good option donating to thrift shops donating to charities just donating in general or like giving it to um a family member or whatever it, it may be um like hand-me-downs or whatever but on the other hand it's bad because it's showing how quickly we just get rid of stuff that's not fa um, considered fashionable or trendy anymore and also the other bad part about this is that Shein clothes I'm not just bashing Shein but I kind of am but um these clothes aren't made with good quality and care like I've touched on before and I mean previously in what I was talking about before um so they are not made to last which means that when other people buy these clothes whether it be you know if it's in the thrift shop for example if people decide to buy these clothes they're they're gonna last for a little bit until they can't wear anymore and then eventually it will end end up in the landfill um especially because it's synthetic fibers that these things are usually made out of um so yeah they're not gonna last they're not made to last over the years and like in comparison like some of my mom's stuff i just want to mention this because it i feel like it's a good comparison but some of my mom's stuff that she has had for over 20 years and it's still in good quality because it was made with good quality and care and was she got it for a good price an affordable price um and it just makes sense like it's still intact it's not falling apart it does not have holes in it because she took well one she took good care of it but also they were made to last they weren't made with super synthetic fibers or whatever you know um so i wanted to mention that um and i know it sounds like i'm really bashing these fast fashion brands but i'm kind i'm not at the same time because I'm not saying to boycott these brands because for many people brands such as these have um they have reasonable prices that you know lower income fam um people the lower income population or working class population can buy these clothes and it may be the only option but I'm just saying I feel like everyone should be aware of what is going on within the fast fashion industry and just to be aware of what's going into your purchases and its impact. And I don't want you to feel bad if that's the only thing you can afford because sadly this world just doesn't work the way that, you know, I wish it would. It sh should work in an equal, fair, ethical, equitable way. All those, you know, amazing terms, that's what this world should be, but sadly it's not. Um, so I don't want you to feel bad if you, if this is like your only option, um, if, you know, this is what fits your budget, if this is what is affordable to you, like go ahead and purchase from here, you know, that's great for you. But, um, 
yeah, like I said, if that's all you can afford, it's okay. But then here's the thing. When I see these TikTokers or even YouTubers um, who can actually afford to buy more sustainable clothing and they do these $500 Shein hauls on TikTok or YouTube, it's like $500 plus. Oh, I spent $1,000 on Shein. If you can spend $1,000 on Shein item clothing just to buy what, like 200, not 200, like 150 items or something off the website, it's more about quantity. First of all, it's more about quantity. You just want a large amount of clothing, which ties back to what I said about just wanting more and more and more. People are just wanting to buy more and more, but at the same time, number two is that you can afford to get actual clothing that's good for the earth. I mean, in terms of like good for the environment, you're helping to reduce waste, you're helping to do all these things and not contribute to um, our, you know, your carbon footprint. Um, so there's people who do these $500 and it's for content as well. They want to get content, they want to get views, they want to get attention. And I understand that. But at the same time, there's people out there who actually can't afford you know, to buy from these sustainable brands, yet you're here doing $500 Shein hauls, $1,000 Shein hauls um, on TikTok and YouTube when you can actually use that money to um, buy some more sustainable clothing and not be wasteful. Um, and also, here's something, it's just so contradictory because it's like, there's some people who do this and some people do that. So the next thing I want to say is that mainly people who come from a privileged background or standpoint are the ones um, like almost shaming people from buying from fast fashion brands. So these are people like, okay, there's people who can, uh, there's people who have the ability to afford, you know, they can afford to buy $500 worth of products from Shein, right? And they choose to do that. But then there are some people who are so, they promote sustain, a sustainable fashion or sustainability or environmentalism or whatever it is. And those privileged people from that background, they have the money and they have the resources to buy from these sustainable brands. But then they're also the ones shaming people buying from fast fashion brands. And this is because they, ha like, they have the financial stability to buy I feel like I'm repeating myself. They have the fin the financial stability to buy from more sustainable brands whose pieces are usually more expensive, but then they're shaming other people for um, buying from fast fashion brands when maybe that could be the only thing that th those people can afford, which it ties into classism and it's just, there's so much intertwined in that, but yeah, I think I basically touched on everything that I wanted to for this episode and I'm yeah we're about like at 50 minutes just under the hour um so i hope that you enjoyed this episode i was really 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 excited to film it because this is something that is so interesting to me just the fast fashion industry i took a course over the summer and i learned about it and i was just really excited to learn about it um so yeah so thanks for sticking around this long if you made it to the end um I know my episodes have been getting longer, but if, tell me if you like longer episodes or if you like shorter episodes, and then in that way I can just make something that people like, because I don't know how long you guys are watching it for, I mean, listening to it for, so yeah, um, yeah, oh, 
And by the way, if you haven't already, you can follow the podcast on the Instagram handle, which is at let's underscore talk underscore about podcast. And there you can just like interact with me, comment. I do interactive stories. I ask you guys questions like about things that you want to hear. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just want to build like a community, a safe space where we can just all do things together. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I've said um, yeah, like about five times, but thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, and I hope you are having a great day or night or afternoon, wherever you are listening to this. And, um, I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you.